Welcome to So Many Fits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and joining me from her palatial two-bedroom apartment in Chicago is Di Billick. Di, how are you? Sounds like practically orgasmic throws, Di. How, how, how are you really feeling, though? Let me turn this chocobo theme off. Okay. Ugh. It's so beautiful. Well, I, you know, I feel like there are a lot of things you talk about that you enjoy, and I'm not really sure which one you're talking about, so... We'll just have to leave that a mystery for a couple minutes. In the meantime, as a quick reminder, So Many Bits is brought to you in part by the Second Wind Collective. For more quality podcasts like this one, please visit secondwindcollective.com for details. Now, die. what have you been playing? Final Fantasy XV! Oh, oh yeah, you did say you like that series. Uh, Final Fantasy XV is finally here. A ten-year wait is now gone. To your left, I even see there is a poster for <laughs> Final Fantasy XV that's being propped up by a nutcracker, and <laughs> I can't tell what the food is behind it. Tis the season. Those are puzzles. Oh, puzzles. Puzzles, oh, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, yeah, you've been waiting for this game forever. Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Let's talk about what's happened in the past 10 years. What has happened in the past 10 years? I got married. All right. I got divorced. All right. <laughs> <laughs> got a, I got a couple of dogs. Cool. You're holding uh, one right now. I'm holding one right now. Uh, the other one's close to death. She just turned 10, actually. Oh. Uh, Hang tight, Lucy. Just kidding, Lucy. You're not close to death. She's totally close to death. So, um, what else happened? Pretty much everything ever. Now... I'm going to hold off on my verdict of whether or not it's worth the wait. Okay. For now. All right. Let's just say I'm 20 hours in. 20 hours in. Now, mm-hmm. I have played a lot of Final Fantasy games, but I've never really completed too many. The only one I've only ones I've completed fully were 7 and Tactics. Is this a game I should play? <sighs> well, <laughs> yes. Play this game. So, I came in Wanting to hate this game. I wanted to hate it. They take away the turn-based... Yeah, there's no turn-based combat. It's it's almost like live-action combat. And it that really upset me. Then I looked at the emo boy band, and I, I just was... I was like, this is going to be terrible. Then I watched the trailer, the one that came out, the most recent one that came out, and... I was kind of into it. You know when you do stand-up comedy and people just look at you like, you better fucking be funny, man. (laughs) And they just want you to fail and they take every opportunity to not laugh at you. One of those tough crowds. That's what I was to Final Fantasy XV. arms crossed, I'm not going to laugh. Exactly. I got brought here against my will. Exactly. I didn't pay to be here. I'm not going to laugh. These guys look like they went to Hot Topic. And this is just, why why is it not turn-based? This is not Final Fantasy. And I walked away with almost no cons and a big list of pros. And I'm totally in love with the game. Completely. Awesome. Completely that, in love great. with it. I honestly think it might be up in my top three already. Top three. All right. Uh, what were the previous top three? Final Fantasy Nine. All right. Final Fantasy Six. Six. All right. Final Fantasy Seven. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And so let's go over some of the pros of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Let me get out this huge list. <sighs> Can confirm there is a huge list. It appears to be written on the back of an envelope, but it's still a huge list. <laughs> First of all, this is an 11 by 16 envelope from the uh, the Keep Church and State Separate Freedom from Religion Foundation, by the way. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Plug. Okay. My list of pros for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Music is spectacular, right on point. Already in love with it, already feeling it. Uh, so something I wanted to not like about it is they say you're supposed to watch Brotherhood Final Fantasy XV, which is an anime cartoon with six different episodes, free on YouTube. And I was like, I don't want to watch a cartoon before I play a game. Who has time for this? And I watched it, and I loved it. Hmm. It has a backstory on every character, why they are the way they are. Why they have a relationship with Prince Noctis, who you play as. It's the main character. And I was I was not into it. I was not into the idea. And I, I gave it a chance kind of begrudgingly. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, gameplay is so fun. So turn-based is taken away. And that traditional thing that we love is taken away. But gameplay is so much fun. It is fast-paced. You can do almost like a pause, like a virtual pause while you are planning and you have a timer that's very, very slowly runs out. I've never even come close to having it halfway down uh, while you are setting all of your tactical moves. And then it's it's just exciting and fun. It's There's teamwork involved in the gameplay. So you cannot play as your other characters, but you can make them assist you in different ways. And it's fantastic. Um, the, there's so many little things, like when you're in your car, you can listen to old Final Fantasy music in your car, which is your primary vehicle. That's a nice touch. It's like real life. I always listen to Final Fantasy music in my car when I'm driving around. I was like, this is, I'm just doing this in a video game now. Uh, And apparently after you... Uh, get to a certain point, a certain chapter. There are 15 chapters. I'm currently on chapter 6. So uh, after you get to a certain point, you can listen to Final Fantasy music in the field on your phone. But the field music is so beautiful, I would never want to do that. It's so beautiful. It's haunting and melodic, and I kind of like was humming it when I took a small break (laughs) for like 20 hours. Uh, Every character has a special skill that is optional for you to buff up so there are four main characters noctis is the prince he's the main character he can fish oh you go fishing and then you can eat the food because ignis kind of the guy who's uh who's tasked to take care of you in brotherhood and you learn that in brotherhood you don't learn any of this in the game which is a little maddening because people might be missing out on some backstory if they don't watch brotherhood anyway uh he can cook and his cooking, are, it, it's your buffs, you know? Oh, that's cool. And they don't take effect, and you don't level up until you go to sleep, By, either in a camp or hotel or a caravan. It's, it's really interesting. So Ignis, uh, Ignis cooks, and then uh, your friend Prompto, who was your friend since high school, 
who had this adorable backstory that I just I still just smile thinking about it. He's a, an aspiring photographer, so he takes pictures the entire time. And at the end of every rest period, you get to see all the pictures he takes, and you can save them. And then Gladio is the man who has trained you since the time you were a child. And he has a survival skill that you can kind of ramp up, and you can do that by doing various field things. And it's just so interesting. So the... I'm, it's, it's not linear, so that's fantastic, because that's why I hated the 13s. The 13s were just a headache and a nightmare, and I did eventually like 13-2, but that's after I painstakingly beat 13-1, which only got interesting at all in the very, very end. And it was just, that's why I thought I was going to hate 15. I'm telling you, this game is just amazing. Uh, the graphics are beautiful you know like I get on my chocobo and I'm riding and with my friends and I'm like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing in the world it may be the most beautiful game I've ever played and you're playing on ps4 just the, or the xbox xbox one xbox one all right okay and I've seen some graphic comparisons I don't see that much of a difference uh I, I mean I've, I watched something on youtube because I'm a jerk. <laughs> so in gameplay, you get to block, which is weird because you played the demo, right? I did, yeah. Okay, so the demo, you remember blocking and then parrying? I remember a lot of just pressing the attack button and just spamming <laughs> that a lot. Smashing it. So that is not... I, so I thought that might have been what the game would consist of as far as gameplay, but no, it's you, you have to think about it. It's challenging. When you block, you have the option to block, and then you have the option to parry if you do it at the right time. And it's just so, it's gameplay is so fun, and it's not easy. If you go out at night, you can get killed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that sounds like a change. But you also have to go out at night for some quests. All it's right. fantastic. Like there are tougher monsters out at that time. Yes. All right. The weather is. Uh, what Final Fantasy was that where the weather had an effect? It was Final Fantasy. 13 Ugh. see I blocked it out of my memory <laughs> so when it rained in Final Fantasy 13 a little more difficult depending on who you ask uh, enemies came out in this one at night you can choose to do so if you want Gil which you're going to want Gil obviously you can choose to do these monster hunts and you can join the hunt and it really rewards you with a ton of Gil and great items some of those hunts take place at night, and if you don't do it properly, you will get killed. All right. It's okay. fantastic. What else? Um, oh, your, your main character, Noctis, he can use every weapon and every spell, and I love that. So he has an array. He can use guns, and uh, he can do ranged weapons, and there's a, a, a big buster sword-looking thing, and just all these, all these great weapons that he can use. So... The only thing that I don't like about the gameplay aspect in that is magic is so boring. You have your elemental, fire, ice, and a thunder, and it's just boring. It's not like the Final Fantasy of yore, where you could be a red mage or a blue mage, which is pretty fun. But yeah, that was a little, that was a little uh, disappointing. Important question. Is it Fire, Fyra, Fyraga, or is it like Fire, Fire 2, Fire 3? It's not 
I don't know yet. Ah, uh, okay, all right. You ha- it's elementsy. It's known as elementsy. You take elements out of the ground and then you bottle them and then you use them. However, you still get a summon, so you still you still are able to summon. So just like all of the other Final Fantasies <laughs> before it, a lot of the same summons exist as well, like Leviathan and Rama, and uh, that's as far as I've gotten. All right, okay. <laughs> But the summons are beautiful and one of the most spectacular things I think about the game. Awesome. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And armature is another thing that is beautiful. You pretty much, you take all the old weapons from the old kings and you kick the shit out of people. And it takes your (laughs) HP away. So it's not, there's no, Final Fantasy XV doesn't hand you... The victory, like 13 did. I thought 13 was a little too easy until you get to Bartandalus, and then I wanted to fucking kill myself and burn everything in my apartment. You know. <laughs> Standard fell the same way. <laughs> uh, but that is, that is just off the top of my head what I love about it. All right, that's a lot to recommend. Great graphics, great sound. Please play it. You'll, Please. you'll die if you don't. Uh, is that a threat? The world depends on it. You, you have to find the crystal or something. Okay. It's Final Fantasy. <laughs> More of an existential threat than a personal threat. Okay, correct. Okay. Yes. Cool. Can I talk about the cons? All right. Con me away. So far, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Oh. And if you're unfamiliar with the Bechdel test, viewers, that is when two female characters speak to one another about not a, a man <laughs> or a love interest. Uh, in a man, and quite frankly, uh, there is a, the opening character, the one woman that you see for most of the game in the beginning of it is, is named Cindy, and she is a grease monkey, and she has a crazy costume on, and she's just such a caricature of this southern, uh, scantily clad, and of course it's a video game, so that's fine, I'm fine with it, but it's I'm like, oh, really? It was so eye-rolling, it was cringy. I saw, I saw a picture of two women. They were wearing overalls, but the overalls were so low cut, they actually went below the panty. <laughs> like, it was just like they were wearing bra and underpants and then a pair of overalls that started at their, like, upper thigh. <laughs> That's not that bad. It's actually worse because you have Daisy Dukes and then a jacket that goes all the way down to her wrists, but oh. it's a cutoff jacket. So it's it's... Boobs popping out and stomach, and it's like, why even wear clothes, Cindy? There's no reason to wear clothes. So that, the other thing, I love the gameplay so much, but the camera just, it's the camera sucks. If you are battling a bunch of things at the same time, it is all over the place. It's really confused. If you're in, like, near trees, you kind of get lost. It's, it's, the camera sucks, and it's kind of an auto thing, and you can control it manually, but it's just, it's, cumbersome aside from at first it was a real turnoff that my party and my main character looked like they just got out of a hot topic and I was like okay it's all right we're in modern Americana it almost was like reminiscent of old, like early 1950s Nevada you know it's just it's beautiful and gorgeous but there are caricatures of of people oh. <laughs> pretty funny now, when you go to your campsite, I thought I was seeing things at first. Like, ah, am I even playing for nine hours straight? I'm seeing shit. But they're, they're Coleman tents. 
and Coleman <laughs> foldable chairs. And I said, like, like Brandon? But yes, they're Brandon. Oh, okay. That really, really pulled me out of it for a second. But at the same time, and then I, I kind of got pulled back in. I was like, that's ridiculous. But I guess, I mean, this game was expensive. To make yes. it cost ten years. So they're paying the bills with brands. <laughs> I kind I kind of think that's what happened, and I was I was half expecting to see like Amber Abercrombie and Fitch jackets, and the the boys go into a hot topic, but that didn't happen yet. We'll hope that they don't summon Pepsi. <laughs> We're gonna see. Uh, and those are those are pretty much all of my cons. All right. Well, there, there's some cringiness there, but you know, it, it sounds like the good far outweighs the bad, mm -hmm. and it feels like a lot of people agree with you. The game is rating pretty well on like Metacritic. It's like got an 84 on there, I believe. Wow. Good. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. So hopefully they did not just waste their time. It sounds like there's something worthwhile here after all that time spent. Yes, and I've been thinking about ways they could ruin it, as we have all had that ruinous gaming <laughs> experience where something is so promising and then it, it punches you in the dick. Oh, yes. Um, I can't really think of anything except for the whole scenario of, this was all a dream, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Okay. That's my only fear. Uh, spoilers, none. That, that just speculation. Spoilers, none. Okay. S straight speculation. That would be the only thing that would ruin it for me personally. I had a, a somewhat similar experience playing Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. So I've heard. Yeah, it, it turned out to be a little <laughs> bit of a letdown at the end with the story and like some of the changes they made to the game. Actually, as like they patched it as it was going out and mm. then like made it worse. Oh. Those are those are the worst, and it's not. From what I hear, spoilers none. I did read a couple of reviews, and I guess the end does not disappoint, and everyone is quite happy with it. So awesome! I'm hopeful, and I am celebrating. Well, fingers crossed. So that's why the yeah. the chocobo uh, costume. That is why the moogles everywhere and the streamers. It's been a very exciting day in Chateau Billick. Yes, uh, there's Phoenix down everywhere. I didn't know. I, I just took, I took it literally. It's, it's bad. It's okay. It's acceptable to wear a costume. I think you have shown me that. So thank you. <laughs> Perfect. I do like your cactuar costume today. This has been the best costume I've worn yet. <laughs> I've never felt so alive. I found a cactuar needle. In the desert during Final Fantasy XV, and I smiled and was happy, and that was enough for me. <laughs> My, the, the nostalgia runs deep. And, and I got killed by a Bandersnatch. Oh my god. Yep, which is nine? Is it, a, is it more than nine? I, I think that's it, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Perfect. So you can pick that up on Xbox One and PS4, mm -hmm. right, for now? For now. I think they said they weren't working on a... PC release yet, or that's still... I, I, yeah, actually, they said, yeah, they can't do it. So we'll see if that changes in the future, but it seems like they're pretty focused on the consoles right now with this game. I think they said they have to pay 
Coleman money if they put it out on the PC. And it really confused me. I don't think that <laughs> Coleman's making a lot of money either. It's a strange relationship they have. Pretty hard times. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think that with the up, upcoming, you know, apocalypse and the end of the United States, people would be buying more tenting gear to you get out into the so. wild. Yeah. You would think so. We'll see. We'll see. There's yeah. still time. So, as far as myself, I've been playing a few different games. Now, most of these I have been talking about already on the podcast, but I thought I'd give some updates. So, I've been playing Picross 3D Round 2, and I have completed it. Yes! Now, you can't really complete a puzzle game, but I found a way. I completed every single puzzle that, that, that was offered, minus the ones that require an amiibo to unlock them. Really? Yes. Are you going to get an amiibo? I, I got a few. It's like they couldn't get the cool amiibos involved. They're like, they're really trying to push like the awful ones, like the toad amiibo out there. So they're like, oh, you can, <laughs> you can buy a toad amiibo and use that. And you don't want to buy toad amiibo. I would rather not. I love your Animal Crossing skin. Thank you. Thank you. It's adorable. I picked this up in uh, New York City at the Nintendo store in New York City. Stellar. I'm actually stalling a little bit for time here while I go and open up Picross 3D Round 2 to make sure I know how many puzzles I did. Perfect. So yeah, I did recently go to the New York City Nintendo store. It's a pretty cool place. Like how they, was it? It is really... It's like the Disney store, but there's only one of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was in New York a, a few weeks ago, and uh, we went there for the day, and I didn't know that the Nintendo store existed. It's in Rockefeller Center, right by like where they filmed the Today Show, and they have that outdoor skating rink. Great. I was right there, and I've been there a few times, and uh, very recently I've been there a few times, and I didn't see it. Well, next time, because it's cool. They get like slices of Nintendo history. Like They have a, a big display for like all the consoles they've made over the years. Wow. They, they have like a Game Boy that was used in, the, used, in quotes, in the Iraq War, Operation Desert Storm, <laughs> and it's like been incinerated like it's melted and it still operates like it's got uh tetris going on in attract mode just to show you that it still works wow that's uh that's resiliency it really is that's fantastic i was especially fond of the fact that they had this st- they were featuring star fox zero because that had come out recently so they had the puppets from the e3 show for fox and falco and stuff that's fantastic did you only buy the animal crossing skin no i got i got that I got a Splatoon hat. Oh, gosh. Great. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And I got a Nintendo New York shirt. It's got gold for the logo and stuff, and it's got, like, a little gold seal on the side. It it was... I felt very, like, I had capitalized capitalism very well and gotten (laughs) good things to make me feel good about myself. That's fantastic. I'm going to have to take a dedicated trip to the Nintendo store. Absolutely. Next time I'm out there. Mm -hmm. 294 puzzles. Wow. I know you've been talking about this game for a long time and how you're addicted to it. 294 puzzles is a lot of puzzles. It is. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, yes, please keep applauding. Uh, I, I played through like two-thirds of the game in J- Japanese, and then I played through the whole thing again in English. And so it's over like 500 puzzles, basically. That is dedication. I think I'm done for a while. <laughs> but I'll play the next one when they make it, if they make it. I'm sure they will. They have to. I hope so. And then I'm also currently working through Phoenix Wright Spirit of Justice. How is it? 
Well, last time I talked about it, I talked about it a few episodes ago. I wasn't that big on it. I felt like they were kind of retreading a similar plot where it's like Phoenix is sort of this invulnerable lawyer who can never lose. Mm-hmm. So they put him into like a land of like sorcery and mysticism to try and like throw him for a loop. And they're kind of doing that again here. It's in the fictional land of Kurain, which is totally not China. I swear. I promise. <laughs> and it's all based on like Instead of a regular trial now, there's like this woman who's like a a shaman or a priestess and she does a divination seance where like you see the last minutes or seconds of this person's life. Ooh. Yeah, it's this divination seance and as part of that, like it shows you the last minutes of their life and you have to like find contradictions in what the victim sees. Ooh, that sounds fun. It is. It's a pretty, like, they always try and put a new little wrinkle on the courtroom drama to, like, give you new things to investigate. And this was probably one of the better ones. What changed your mind about it? I, like, I got into the story a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like, the last time, what changed my mind is they're making better use, I think, of the characters they have. Uh, So, a while ago, they had Phoenix Wright, and they had the original series. And then they tried to kind of retire that character and make a new one called Apollo Justice. (laughs) And I felt like it was kind of, they kind of did a disservice to Phoenix Wright. They're like, they said, actually, Phoenix Wright is kind of a jerk and he got disbarred because (laughs) he sucks. And here's the cool new Apollo Justice and we're going to make games about him and you better like it. (laughs) And I didn't like it. I felt like it was kind of a lame way to write Phoenix Wright out. And now they came back, they basically retconned it. Now Phoenix Wright is re-employed as a lawyer. He got his license back. And Apollo Justice is still around, though, so it's a little awkward. But now they're giving them like more to do together, and they're getting, like a, I think, a better relationship where it's like Phoenix is the mentor to Apollo, and they both get to do cool stuff instead of saying Phoenix sucks and Apollo is the cool person you should focus on. That sounds a lot like real life, almost too much like real life. <laughs> but there's drama between these two egotistical lawyers. One gets disbarred, and now he's back. That's... And now they're jealous of one another, and they must compete in a land of sorcery. You know, I feel like that's what happened to Salino and Barnes in New York. Exactly. Shout out to Salino and Barnes for the New York listeners. <laughs> Like, it's a very anime or thing to do, really. It's like, uh, they, they do that a lot with, like, in Dragon Ball, that was a thing, where, like, Goku was the cool superhero, and they kind of pushed him to the side to make room for his son, Gohan, but then they went back to Goku because they're like, oh, actually, Goku is just cooler. He's just a cooler dude. Make up your mind. Kick him out and keep him out. Don't bring him back. Or just be okay with what you well, they've, they've come to terms with it. They've made their choice. Their Goku's back now, and he's definitely back for a while. So that's okay. I think they're okay now. Phoenix Wright is okay. He's back. He's doing spiritual lawyer stuff. <laughs> he's a lawyer shaman, and he's going to be able to unlock his ability to... Secret powers of... <laughs> Deposition. Exactly. Summoning... People to the stand. From the dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about halfway through now, and <laughs> I'm going to try and see it through to the end. It's a long game, I've heard. It's like 40 hours. And I'm... What what a platform? The Nintendo 3DS. Really? Yes. As a digital download. Should I get this game? Have you played any of the Phoenix Wright games before? I have not. I'm also right in the middle of a campaign... 
<laughs> Real hard to just stop. No, I yeah, I would probably wait then until you finish FF15. It's more, it's closer to a visual novel than anything else. Well, that makes me want to get it so much more. Oh, well, good. Then, yeah, then consider it. I, I mean, there's that. There's another 3DS game, Phoenix Wright Dual Destinies. That might be a better place to start because it reintroduces Phoenix Wright, basically. Like, he's... It's the story of, like, how he gets his license back, pretty much. <laughs> it sounds, it's, like, so mundane. It, we go to games for escapism, and we're talking about this disbarred lawyer trying to get his license back, and that's so funny to me. If you only knew how ridiculous it was, like, where he was working with a magician, <laughs> and they were working together to try and ferret out an evil prosecutor, and the magician died, so Phoenix had to adopt his daughter. Compelling that uh, all of the ridiculousness that you keep adding is just adding to me wanting to play the game. And his his <laughs> mentor in the law firm dies in her first hit after his first case, and so he has to protect his sister who's been accused of murder. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it sounds like a uh, Maury Povich show. It's pretty ridiculous with witches it, and magic. It's got to be ridiculously intricate. Like for every court story, is like because every court story is like a murder mystery too. Okay, well you sold me. Oh good. You totally just sold me with all those words. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So check it out because there are those two games for the 3DS, and then all the other ones for the were for the DS, so they're backward compatible with. I've seen the ones for the for the DS, the mm. Phoenix. Right. You were talking about that uh, last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I, I haven't. I think I'll still. I'll still check them out. Priorities, but yes, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, there was something we did together. Oh yes. Recently, mm -hmm. the NES Classic came out. Oh yeah. I got my grubby little hands on one. Excellent, excellent. I, I got my hands on one the first morning, and I did. I <laughs> waited in line. I didn't want to do a pre-order and, and wait for the mail. I needed it. Well, you needed it, and you got it. I got it. Unlike a lot of people out there, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I saw it on eBay for $4,000. That seems wrong. The first day, I know. And then it, it kind of went down to 300 and I still am not going to sell mine. The dumb thing is, I have most of those games in one one way or the, uh, the other, one medium or another, and so do you. And it's true, Yes. But it's, it fits in the palm of your hand, it's adorable, and you can play it on your big honking TV. That's pretty much it. That's the appeal right there. Yeah, it's all collected. It works with your modern TV. If you're not aware, Nintendo games aren't really designed to be played on the HDMI TV. They'll look really nasty. So this helps with that. And there's some delay. And there's delay, yep. This has no delay. It's gorgeous. It's perfect. And I think I've had a total of, since I've gotten the NES Classic, 16 guests just to come over and play the NES Classic. That does not include guests or friends who've come over to not play it. That's pretty impressive, actually. And, and that doesn't include people who come over and then end up playing it because they're here. <laughs> Those are people who expressly came over just to play NES Classic. It was fantastic. It's great. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. And it's all old games, and it looks it looks great. I highly recommend it. When do you think Nintendo is going to come out with the next batch? Next holiday season. Really? Yes. Has that been confirmed? No. 
That's just pure guess. <laughs> no spoilers, just guessing. The, the bad part about it is it came with one controller. The GameStop that I got my NES Classic from had 12, no, I'm sorry, 10 units uh-huh. and two extra controllers. And I was the fourth in line. Oh, jeez. So not only did I not get an extra controller, but no one behind me did. <laughs> it was it was kind of a shit show, and I have pre-ordered my second controller, which was scheduled to come out at the end of December. I have to wait till the end of December for an extra controller to play two players on my NES Classic, and it's, I still have 16 people who have come over. It's pretty awkward. Luckily, <laughs> someone else, brave and gallant and wearing a cactar costume, had an extra NES Classic controller from and his you, own NES Classic. And you brought it over! I did! It was fantastic! We played some uh, Pac-Man, some uh, Balloon Fight. Oh, yes. Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario, that was a good one. I, I made Dan's friend very unhappy playing Tech Mobile, I think. I think he was pretty mad. <laughs> he did proceed to cut himself, and Ooh. yeah, I don't know, his scarred arm says Bill. I I don't know if it's related. I don't think it is. Okay, alright. Well, yeah, it, it seems like in, a, in Tech Mobile, it's Basically a two-dimensional game, so if you were to try and throw a pass to like a receiver downfield, if a defender's in front of the receiver, he'll just intercept the ball. It's so funny. It's just a game of complete interceptions the whole time. It was. like He got intercepted like seven times because he kept trying to do like what you would normally do in football and throw a deep pass, mm-hmm. but you can't toss it over defenders in this game. <laughs> and you know, when I did that... My brother used to call me a cheater when we played Tech Mobile together. Oh. Then he would just punch me in the face. Okay, and I'm like, that's... you can't cheat at Nintendo. He just was really angry about all the interceptions. So I, I no longer play Tech Mobile. <laughs> I don't know if I should play Tech Mobile anymore. If I lose, I'm like, I'm not sure what's going to happen to me. So for, do you think it was worth it? It was $60 plus $9.99 if you got an extra remote, which you did not, right? Correct. Okay. So I did not either. So we both paid about $60 for the console. I personally think it was worth it. I think it was worth it too. Good. Uh, I mean, like I said, we both we both have most of the games, if not all of them, on our respective platforms. And I still think it's pretty great because I get to have friends come over and play it. And I have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on my 3DS, which I'm still trying to play and beat because I still haven't beat Mike Tyson but I have friends come over and they're dying at Bald Bull and it makes me feel good about myself because you know the first Bald Bull oh the first one the first Get one and they say they beat Mike Tyson before so I'm like gonna have a, a punch out party just like my Mega Man party that I had this past year and I love it I think it's definitely worth it might I highly recommend though do you see that extender I do I see an extension for your NES controller Yes, that is an extender that if for the, if you didn't get your grubby little hands on an NES Classic, just know that the HDMI cable goes from the tiny little handheld console into the television, and the controller has to be hooked in, it's not wireless, has to be hooked into the NES Classic, and is about a foot long. <laughs> it's comically short. Maybe a little bit more. And they sell extenders online, and I got an extender, and it was well worth the money because now I can sit like a human being, and it's not hard to play the games because I'm not staring directly into my enormous television. I'm going to throw out one more tip, too. If you have a Wii Classic controller, you can plug that into the NES Classic. 
Like this one? I can't, I, uh, what? Up, yep, okay, I see it now, yes. Like, like this Wii Classic controller? I have, a, uh, I have another pro tip for you. There are three different model numbers on Wii Classic controllers. All right. And it only works on one. This one, it does not work on. Oh. And they don't, I don't, the GameStop, my GameStop, ha, doesn't have it pinned down yet, which one works. Okay, well then I should definitely run an experiment to see if my controller actually works <laughs> on this thing. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, we got the classic controller and we got it specifically, we don't have a Wii, we got it specifically for the NES Classic and it does not work. Dang. Highly disappointing. Yeah. Really put a damper in my day, but I didn't pay much for it. And like I said, I have one on reserve. So when they come out at the end of December, I'm going to get another controller. Still maddening. Yeah, that's really bizarre. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I die. I think that's the games we've been playing mm -hmm. lately. Uh, very, very extensive discussion. So thank you so much. I could talk for probably five more hours about Final Fantasy XV, but we'll just save that for the next episode for when I have it beat. Spoilers none. I, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll be coming back to it in the future. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> in the meantime, we'll be moving on to our Choose Your Fighter section. Uh, for this segment, Di and I will each present one article, news event, or upcoming game that we are a fan of until only one of us is left standing at the end. Di, may I lead off? Please lead off. All right, excellent. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Conan O'Brien's Clueless Gamer segment that he runs periodically. Mm -hmm. He just had one that he did for Final Fantasy XV. With Elijah Wood. With Elijah Wood. We watched it together. He's done other ones in the past for like Skyrim, for like Tomb Raider or Tomb Raider. Is it Tomb Raider? We're going it's, with... It's Tomb Raider. Okay, Tomb Raider. Sure. <laughs> uh, and the premise is that Conan doesn't really know anything about video games and he's coming in and just looking at them and for comedic effect. He's basically like the straight man and the video game is telling the joke, so to speak. Right. We all know, I'm a fan of Conan O'Brien, we all know that he went to Harvard and he is, he tries to, he's a self-deprecating comic, which is hilarious. It's part of the reason I love him and I think he's so funny. But, uh, you know he's a nerd. None of this is, none of this is, no type of video games, he may not play the video games actively, but no, no aspect of geek or nerd culture is foreign to him. He's aware. Yeah, I mean, he's in his late 40s now, I believe. I, he has grown up with video games, with the Nintendo Entertainment System and all that stuff. Dungeons and Dragons, role-playing games. He's, he knows about all of it, the ins and outs of all of it. And look, there, you can definitely make fun of video games. There is a lot of dumb stuff some of which we just talked about, <laughs> like having your game sponsored by Coleman. <laughs> and, you know, you can make fun of that. And I think you can even be, like, funny and, like, especially critical of video games. Like, I, I, Absolutely. I mean, I remember a Colbert segment back when he was doing the rapport where he was, like, showing clips of Mortal Kombat X and, like, you know, being his par parody self where he talks about how violent and ridiculous the game is. And it is violent and ridiculous, and you should make fun of that. Yeah, of course. And you can find any element to make fun of in any game. Your favorite game, for instance, is... Oh, God, you put me on the spot. I know. It's, it's, it's on purpose. Oh, God. We'll <laughs> what say, is it? Uh, we'll say, Tell oh, me right now. Uh, oh, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> okay. 
So Final Fantasy VII, Cloud, let's, we can make fun of how Cloud has to cross-dress to get through one of the, one of the missions. We can make fun of the fact that, I mean, we can, we can do his hair. Anything. <laughs> we can make fun of anything. The Buster Sword. Uh, my favorite game, I, <laughs> put me on the spot. I'm going to say Dragon Age Inquisition for its replayability and, uh, you know, overall perfect factor. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Spoilers, none. <laughs> the, you can make fun of the fact that... Well, so this is the problem. There's, shit, I don't even know. There's so many things to make fun of in so many games. I mean, this is the thing, is that he's not really making fun of anything about the game. He's just making fun of the existence of video games and video game culture and video game culture like there's a segment in the final fantasy 15 clueless gamer where he's just like he's got a, like a, a spotter or something basically who's like telling him the premise of the game and it's like well this is set on eos and this guy's noctis and conan's just like wow this is a video game that's so weird his name is noctis that's weird and like that's the joke, the it's, joke. it's not funny <laughs> like i mean i, I this is a bit of a stretch but like in Futurama like they have this one segment where it's like an evil foreigner robot and he's like I'm not from here my customs are different from your customs and it's like yeah I know video games are like niche and weird and they have weird characters and stuff but just saying they're weird and calling it a day on that is not really funny it's not a joke it's not a joke it's 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 a, it's a lazy way to get laughs and <sighs> Coming from, I know that he, I, he knows all about Dungeons and Dragons. He knows all about, he knows all about gaming in that way. It is taken, it's an RPG or any type of gaming nowadays. It takes all of the stuff straight from the place where he knows. And he is at the beginning of Final Fantasy Seven, or sorry, fifteen. At the beginning of Final Fantasy fifteen. Your car breaks down and you have to push your car. And it's kind of funny that in in the Clueless Gamer he said, "What are you gonna do now? Push your car?" And then they're pushing their car. That's hilarious. But I mean, making fun of gaming culture as it is is just kind of idiotic. In that, especially most of his fans come from that place as well. Right. I mean, like. The people that I would argue he's trying to appeal to are people watching probably on YouTube. Exactly. And if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably a little younger and you probably play video games of some type, even if it's like Clash of Clans or something like that. Exactly. And coming from nowadays, when I see things like, uh, this is a web series about geeks who are like closet geeks. I'm sorry, but the geek and nerd... Everyone is a geek now! Everyone is. Everyone likes it. It's It's become an acceptable part. It's like cool if you will i just aged the hell out of myself but i said it's cool but back to where like i mean i play magic the gathering and like i mean i don't mean to be a dickhead but i mean i'm not i'm a, a normal ass person i'm not like a i'm not like a you there are no nerds that are stereotypical like basement dwelling nerds anymore i mean a lot of people are into geek and nerd culture and it's not this it's not this untouchable thing that is unspeakable anymore i don't like how it's treated like um my struggle is not the same as other people's struggles this is radically radically diminished from other people's more relevant struggles but i will say 
I have spent enough of my life feeling bad about being a nerd that I'm a grown up now. I don't need to feel bad about it anymore. Right. I don't need to see stuff like that. That's just like, guys, this is weird because it's different. Right, and it's not, and but it's not weird. It's got such a huge following. Like if he's if Conan's playing Skyrim, how many how many people play Skyrim? Millions upon millions upon millions, and it spans continents. I mean, it's Final Fantasy series. It, it's from Japan, it's, and I know that it's, it's sometimes a little goofy when you are uh, they're doing like prompto. Fuck that name. It's a shitty name. But I'm sorry. These are Japanese game developers, and they set it in a world that's a little more Americanized. You're going to have some crossover and some some weirdness. But that's the appeal of it. The, that's, I think, the weirdness and, oh, wow, this is kind of weird and, oh, it's so uncomfortable. That's why people play games. It's because it's an escape from reality that has... An, a little to do with actual reality. The further away from it that you get, a lot of people prefer that. I know I do. But it's just, yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned magic, too, because I, at least with Conan, he's just making going to be a video game. A video game isn't a person. Mm -hmm. Like, there is some abstraction there. I can get behind that. Uh, I'm reminded of a similar uh, incident of punching down, I would say, uh, called Crackgate. Mm-hmm. from Magic, where this was a couple years ago now, there was a big Grand Prix, big Magic tournament that happened, and this guy went there, and he took a bunch of photos of himself, like, squatting down behind people, and these people, unfortunately, happened to not be wearing well-fitted pants, and were bigger, so you saw their butt crack. Mm-hmm. And this was pretty blatant body shaming. It was, though, loved by people outside of Magic, and it became the literally the highest upvoted post on reddit of all time and i believe it still is to this day i thought that the can i eat my period post was the highest rated post of all time on reddit i you know i i thought it was the re- we'll have to research this later i just made that up so oh okay well <laughs> you tested me and i failed completely so sorry for that <laughs> but yeah it, comic it, relief bill comic relief <laughs> they made me very frustrated as a magic player and someone who loves magic to Mm -hmm. see this person kind of making fun of other magic players because he himself was a magic player right and taking these photos they were in public i understand that but still they were not given consent of having random photos of them taken and put online especially of their butt cracks that's just wrong it, it really was and i felt like a lot of people just kind of laughed it off and it's like they look different from me and they're playing magic that's weird that's okay to make fun of them for that right uh, I guess I so I didn't hear about this until you mentioned it, and the only controversy that I know about you know shaming gamers as far as magic is concerned is in actual magic gaming tournaments uh, shaming women and the extreme sexual yeah. harassment that goes on with uh, Magic the Gathering and women and the just it's just sexual harassment. It's really ridiculous. Uh, that's that's where I've focused my <laughs> attention as far as Magic the Gathering is concerned. But all my friends who play Magic the Gathering, I mean, it's not a thing that is shameful or people aren't embarrassed about it. And I, I know I've never met anyone who was embarrassed about it. And I've never met anyone who was like, what's Magic the Gathering? I've never met anyone like that. It's, I guess, maybe I'm surrounding myself with cool people. 
as it were. <laughs> but a lot of people who I know, I think they love Magic the Gathering, they love role-playing games, they love video games, and I mean, I think it's wrong to shame anyone for that, but I think that it just really ages Conan, because back when he was probably had more time to play games and play Dungeons and Dragons with his friends, it was a long time ago, and the jocks probably gave him shit about it in high school. I could I can imagine that at least. But it's just not like that anymore, and it's I think he's dated himself comedically to where I mean it's clearly not funny, and it's not this taboo thing anymore that you have to hide so you're not shoved into a locker. It's cool as hell. It's super fun. It's a way to socialize first and foremostly. So. And so we're playing video games, and it sounds really dumb, like, sit in your room by yourself, <laughs> sit in your living room by yourself and play this 90-hour campaign on this game that, you know, no, it is about socializing. I socialize all the time playing video games by myself. I socialize about the games. Shit, I talk to you ad nauseum about my favorite games. And even if you do sit and play a video game for nine hours, how many times have you heard this? Oh, I just went home this weekend. I just binged, insert newest Netflix series here for the whole weekend, man. I watched all 20 episodes. Exactly. You hear about that all the time. All the time. And here I'm interactive and I get to talk to my friends about it. I go on online forums sometimes and talk about it. And But most importantly, my real life friends, yeah. like we really, it's, I mean. That's not tearing anything down. You can watch those Netflix series too. I don't mind sure. it. Let's build them both up. Let's there's say they're no both difference. okay. There's, well, there's a big difference. Gaming's more fun and interactive in my opinion. I can't sit down and watch something without being stimulated and have some heart in it, have some part in the story. Uh, you know, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I won't. Yeah, I won't hold it against people who feel differently about that. Though. Of course not. Yeah, yeah, of course not. It's to each their own, as far as entertainment is concerned. Entertainment is it's, it's necessary, unfortunately, in our world because we stress ourselves out so much that we need such a huge degree of escapism. And you know, him going on and acting like that was such an an alien thing. Final Fantasy Fifteen is not an alien thing. It's actually a franchise that survived so many years. You're right, right. And has so many diehard fans to a point of where they they play on our emotional ties and our sentimentalism. And I mean, it's not a foreign thing. It may be foreign to you, but it, it kind of, you know, Conan, it makes him look kind of dumb. Mm. It makes him look really out of the loop. Well, die. I win. <laughs> you didn't even say the thing you're supposed to. <laughs> but we like. We can talk about mine. You yes. So <laughs> please provide us some levity with a lighter topic, uh, if you can. <laughs> I absolutely can. Awesome. So I would like to talk about. There was a Wall Street Journal article that came out, and it's called. It was entitled, Lego Copies Minecraft, the video game that copied Lego. They have a game called Lego Worlds coming out, and it, it comes out, I believe, February, uh, the end of February, February 21st, supposed to come out, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I'm totally getting this game. Not only am I a huge fan of the Lego games, I have a bunch of them for 360, and one of my favorite was Lego Indiana Jones inconceivably. I, d I don't know why it was my favorite. Huh. I played with Legos when I was a child. Uh, to a degree, though. I wasn't, like, building cities. I was, 
you know, it was really casual. But anyway, this, this article talks about how Lego Worlds is just like Minecraft. It's, the similarities are you build a world out of Legos, you can build mountains, and then after you can fight uh, uh, zombies and... Like just monsters that come up. Yeah. That sounds a lot like Minecraft. I <laughs> like guess creepers it's, and stuff like that. I guess it's just like Minecraft, but Minecraft <laughs> copied Lego. And it's just, it's it's now this big competition. and That is kind of weird, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're, we're going full circle here. Exactly. And who's who's going to win? Who knows? I mean, there might be a Minecraft world in somewhere in the future. But Minecraft has sold over 106 million copies. And it was released in 2009, and it's on a bunch of things and a bunch of platforms. And there's Minecraft is even coming out with a Lego set, and now it's just this mind fucked and it mind fucked mind fucked. <laughs> a couple more times, and we'll get it. I'm sure. <laughs> Minecraft mind... fucked. <laughs> Wait, were we trying to say mind fucked or Minecraft fucked? I don't know anymore. <laughs> okay. But, Lego has sold over 140 million copies of games in the past 10 years. That's so impressive. It, it really is, and that's like the Lego Star Wars franchise, the Lego Indiana Jones, uh, Lego Avengers, all these things, Lego yeah. Harry Potter, all of them very fun. I have Lego Lord of the Rings, or Lego Hobbit, rather, for Xbox One, which is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible I like all these games except this one it's it, terrible it was bad I thought I was like Xbox One man I'm gonna be able to build and punch more things with my Lego uh, Bilbo Baggins and it was terrible it was just it was bad anyway uh, it, it feels like they are competing so hard within the same world of I mean it's it's a mind fuck. Okay, we got it. We got <laughs> I said it. it right. Mind fuck. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's yeah. Like I said before, it's gone completely full circle now with Lego and Minecraft. And I mean, Minecraft is like this thing that's I've never really approached it, and it feels like a, f a huge generation gap for me. It is, because it is a huge generation gap for you. Uh, those kids are... What do they think about Legos? Are Legos old? I wonder. I they, Maybe they kind of are, really. I mean, the Lego... Maybe there's another generation gap there, because I know they do some stuff with, like, Ninjago and Bionicle. Yes. I don't know if that's, like, still a big thing. I can't really say one way or another, but they try and, like, get in with younger and younger kids in different ways. Right, and they do, they do a great job. I like to think of the world as a place that uh, it's, uh, legends are passed down. Like, the Bible, for instance, is probably... Well, I don't want to alienate anyone, but I imagine it was some highfalutin... <laughs> uh, a myth about a, a magical man who started in some type of video game scenario <laughs> and then everyone started believing it and taking the book seriously. That's my imagination. I like to think that 3,000 to 6,000 years in the future, uh, the, the Lego versus Minecraft war of who started it first is going to be as big as a religion and start World War Sixteen. We are hearing massive, massive spoilers here, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Spoilers all, ladies and gentlemen. 
So, I mean, you know, if you haven't gotten to that part of the history of the universe yet, maybe fast forward past the section. There may be more spoilers about what happens 6,000 years from now. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, just so you know, though, in case this is found in some type of crystal... It's a Final Fantasy 15 theme. It's, gotcha. It's a theme song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in case this is found in some type of crystal, Lego started it. Lego yeah. is number one. All hail Lego... Uh, the savior of the universe. And also, in case this is found in some kind of crystal or some kind of time capsule or whatever, I, this cactar costume is rocking, and I am rocking it. It's fantastic. Just wanted to get that out there. I can't believe you got through the door. Uh, I, the needles are very sturdy, surprisingly. It made it very hard. But I, so tall. You're like 10 feet tall. It, you can have spines bend in a lot of ways. You'll, you'll be surprised to learn someday, maybe. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Dai, I am going to conclude this section, this segment of Choose Your Fighter, as a draw. I can do that because I'm. <laughs> I can do that. I'm the host. I get to do that. You get the power. You came first. You're like Lego. Oh, 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 oh. calling it back. <laughs> Dai, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for coming to my Final Fantasy 15 release party. Absolutely, my pleasure. If you want people to find you, either online or in person, where can they find you? DieBillick.com Or playing Final Fantasy 15 if you want to pry my Xbox One remote out of my cold, dead hands. Gotcha. All right. In Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe call or message ahead first, if that's your intent. Please do. And also, don't take my remote away, please. I know I haven't showered, but it's okay. That's okay. It's all right. They understand. As for us, we can be reached here by email at so many bits podcast gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or listen to us on SoundCloud. And last but not least, please check out the rest of the Second Wind Collective for other quality podcasts. Support independent art. The spirit of Dell compels you. 